0: You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. I'm of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Uh, Off the top, there was meant to be a dribbler dribbles podcast. There was a technical bed shit for which multiple interns have been uh, shot. I will have to, you know, call it what it is. They've been shot. Um... Now, is that podcast just going to be amalgamated with this week's one and put out on Thursday? Well, I mean, I'd I'd ask the interns but they're all dead, so I don't know. That's the plan, though, I think, if me and Eddie are just acting on our feet. Dribbler Dribbler Podcast 2 will be out this week. Now, as I welcome in my co-host, darling friend and throbber of the ice, Edward Simpson, I ask you why you're looking so tired today.
1: Mate, I just went to I went to Dubbo over the weekend, Mother's Day, obviously, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that have driven from Sydney to Dubbo, it can be rather taxing. Time? What was the time? It's five hours neat. I had to stop a couple of times for hours to use the bathroom to get some food or eat. There was road work after road work after road work through, like, um, Mudgee, from Dubbo to Mudgee, and then over the mountains on the Bells Line, which just... Sort of tacked on and unnecessary elements. When to the you trip. have
0: to, you so see the traffic then, banks are?
1: Well, it just, it's just, it was just annoying me. I had to get back and do a phone call with a client at two o'clock and your time was getting a bit tight. And then I just thought, well, I'll give myself, I was supposed to give myself, you know, a couple of hours to get back and just settle. Yeah. But I, I didn't have that. I only had yeah. about 25 minutes and it just stressed me out a bit. And I'm just, I was just, I'm a bit flat off the back of that. You know what I mean? But I'm okay. Like, bit you're I've had a good weekend. I've had a great yeah. weekend, but, you know, taxing. i Drank a lot of piss. Yeah, right.
0: So it was a boozy weekend. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: I sh- okay. yeah, yeah. I shit, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. But it was beautiful, mate. Great weather. Good to be home. Ella didn't want to do any of the, the heavy lifting
0: of the driving back.
1: I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do it. I'm just, I'm now reaping what I sow. Yeah, okay. So you aren't
0: complaining about the fact you had to drive. The no, whole no,
1: no. Up. No, no, no. I'm just explaining to you why I'm a bit flat. Yeah. But I'm okay. Uh, yeah, Dribbler Pod. It was good this week as well, Punters and Dribblers. I really enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, interns no longer with us. It'll be out Friday, I think. Interns. I think it's out Friday. Well,
0: Friday, or maybe we're thinking even the weekends, maybe for like.
1: But if we're. Well, Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Probably Saturday. Uh, <laughs> if you want to intern for us.
0: We've got, we're, we're looking for new interns.
1: And you're listening to this podcast, you obviously know how to get in touch. Um, if you'd like to make a dribble-based submission via the hotline, that'd be bold. I tell you what, it'd put you near the top of the list. (laughs) If I got a dribbler hotline submission for intern Judy's, I'd I'd consider that to be um, bold
0: yeah, and beautiful. You were absolutely bold and beautiful and akin to sort of, you know, wowing. Yeah.
1: Like pr- I mean perspective we're versus. a bit we're a bit we're a bit left of field, mate. We're a bit, you know, we're a bit quirky in that yeah. way. Like if you just send me an email with your resume, I'm going to delete it. Yeah. In fact, I need more do, than that.
0: We need we'll we'll use it, we'll print it off and use it as toilet paper. There was one kid who got in touch re interning for the the podcast. And then covid struck, we sort of fell out of touch.
1: Look, if Tom and I take weeks to reply to you, don't take that as like some sort of personal insult Slice. or jab at you. No. It's just that We're Tom that and busy. I we've got we've got better things to do sometimes, <laughs> and that's just the that's just the nature of the beast, but it doesn't mean we don't love you and that we wouldn't get in touch. Now, that, to that you know, dribbler maybe. who came in and backed out. Yeah. Mate, we, we're prepared to have you back, yeah. seeing as though we are short on internet.
0: Yeah, We have now offed a bunch. Um, but anyway, look, that's all by the by. Obviously a lovely weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the mums out there.
1: To all the mums who've gone the big lift over our lives. Tremendous stuff.
0: Much appreciated.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, this podcast is a gift to you,
0: yeah, this, the mothers. This podcast is brought to you by mums everywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proudly supported by mums. You know who you are. Um, How was yours, buddy? Mine
0: was good. Steph's first Mother's Day. Oh,
1: I saw some photos. Yeah. Uh, My my heart is still melted.
0: Yes. Uh, I had
1: to bring it here in a bag.
0: (laughs) Put it in the freezer. So that was nice. Had Steph's mum, my mum, my brother and sister over. We hosted a do. I shucked oysters.
1: Did you? Yeah. Once you've shucked an oyster, brah, you, can you can't sh- go back.
0: But you're you're now a man that can shuck oysters.
1: Well, it's just another it's another notch on the old belt, as yeah. it were. Another another st- string to the bow. String to the bow. Badge on the the, the, the lapel. The, the proverbial the badge lapel of life. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, la- the old the old life lapel. Yeah. La- yeah, a badge on the lapel And if you of can, life. that's it. And if you can whip out the old the old shucking tool and shuck a few oysters in front of, you know, family and friends, I think you, you know, you've gone the flex. Yeah, well, there is and something And people know what them. you're about. Yeah. It's like, mate, I shuck these myself. I don't buy them at the shops and bring them back in a little... like some pussy. Yeah, wrapped in fucking glad wrap and then they're dry as shit and they no. taste awful and no. people start gagging and they go home and they get bloody food poisoning. <laughs> and that's all your fault because you're a beater that can't shuck oysters.
0: So step it up if you can't step, shuck away.
1: Step up your, your life lapel game. <laughs> and get to it. And get to and Get that shucking badge on there. So
0: that was nice. Uh, shout out again to all the mums. Um, outside of that, Eddie, ISO life. I, you know, there was one thing I wanted to, in terms of ISO rhetoric, ISO life, living in isolation that I wanted to talk about. Just because I heard you drop it on a group chat recently. And I feel like, you know, there's no time like this to bring it up. But that you basically, since you've been living in isolation with uh, Ella's family, mm. have basically been unbeaten across every form of competition.
1: Look, they're a competitive bunch, bunch of dumbbells, particularly the old man, Tim. Shout out, Tim. Um, look, and, you know, there's there's hardy competition across a multitude of different sports and, and games. Disciplines. Scrabble. Unbeaten. Really? Uh trivial pursuit unbeaten. Uh Finska unbeaten. Bulls or bowls or where you throw the ball. Like the metal ball. Yeah, the metal ball. Yeah,
0: let's call it uh, I don't know, ball. It's not bowls, but it's
1: it's like bulls or something. B-
0: B- B- B-
1: B- anyway. Dior. Dior punters and dribblers. I mean I'm probably I'm probably thirty and oh there. Oh, really? Like big numbers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, big right. numbers. They didn't realise
0: the Prodigious talent that they, like, they were... They
1: didn't know what they were dealing with. Yeah. Prodigious has been thrown around. Yeah. yeah. I Generational. Mean, look, it's... They're just names, they're just titles, yeah. you know. You just you roll with the punches and you steep you keep racking up wins. That's all you can do in my yeah. game. Yeah. I'm undefeated. Sure, maybe one day the, the the L will come. Yeah. But it hasn't come yet.
0: And we can't see it in the like it's not it doesn't look like it's coming soon. No, it doesn't. There's and, no indication
1: whatsoever that, it, that an L's on route, Tom.
0: And how is the mood around the house having such a big dick swinger such as yourself? There's an
1: aura. There's an aura, sure, and you got to manage that. You got to duck when you come into doorways, like you know. There's a bit on there. Well, you
0: can't walk frontways. I assume you got no, no, turn no, side on no, the chest, you've got to, you get it puffed out, and the shoulders up. as broad yeah, as the exactly, country,
1: exactly. And that's that's mate. That comes with W's. I mean, it's and, hard and, and, to. And Tim's a good man. Shout out
0: Tim again. How's he handling? You know, not well, getting a win. Look, look, family dynamic in general. Look,
1: I can. I under t- underneath it's burning him up. He's a competitive <laughs> guy, really competitive guy, and it's burning him up. Yeah, right. I mean, there'd be a lot of sleepless nights for Tim, I think. Is he, there shit? Talking, there's a little bit
0: around but, the breakfast table. Like well, a little bit, like I'm, the, I'm pretty the, modest. The, the butter champ,
1: yeah, I'm pretty modest, but yeah. he knows under like it's sort of unwritten. I just got to look at yeah, him. Yeah, know, he knows. Yeah, yeah, he knows.
0: Finska score, bro.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, pff, yeah, it's it's not easy being that dominant, particularly when you're living in a home that's not yours. You're a guest. Yeah. And putting the flex on all the time and, and racking up wins, like I said before, it can be a little bit, like, I don't know, is it rude?
0: Maybe you've got to lose on purpose. Does that ever come into your mind? Thinking, well, like, you I know when you've got, you know like... when you're
1: like, when you're younger, your old man always lets you beat you? Yeah. Beat him?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, should I start going down that path? Well,
0: I mean, is that more disrespectful? To I don't know.
1: You? Well, I probably probably is now that we've talked about it. <laughs> maybe I should have done it at the start, but I'm giving mean, him
0: an early win and giving year. him
1: early wins, but he would have liked that <laughs> anyway. It's just it's not d- in your nature, though. It's is on it? my nature. No. It's on my nature. No. I like to dominate. Yeah, I get especially that. Uh, and then you watch the last dance and Mike was just dominating and he's setting the bar super high and you, that's something to aspire to. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. When you're out there throwing the fingsky and you yeah. you you've got to make you got to get a twelve for the win. And you're on your third throw, and if you miss, it's all over. And, you just, and you're just, you 15 metres out, and you just throw the perfect throw, and just bang. And just bang. And it's all over. Walk-off, for 12. <laughs> I mean, it's the stuff of legend, isn't it? I mean, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning, Tom. I'm addicted wa- to it.
0: <laughs> A walk-off, Finsker 12. There's nothing quite like it, I don't think, Eddie. <laughs> so rugby league god's game God's win a game uh obviously helmed by the one the only saint p v l Saint Peter Volandis. we've spoken at length bro about uh the game's ability to uh surprise us and uh to be more than just a game and more like a soap opera that is just you know rooted in a game of rugby league mm. No one could have predicted when the uh th- PVL came in, you know, ice-picked Todd Lee Varley, started getting the wheels in motion, lobbied governments here and there and getting everything back up. The, the, the thing that now could fuck us is anti-vaxxers, and they're coming out of the woodworks. Firstly, it was Bryce, mm. anti-vaxxer number one.
1: Well, he's sort of their brave heart almost, it you know? It seems
0: that way. It seems like Bryce is the figurehead of... Uh, yeah, uh, of the the anti-vaxxer
1: movement. Well, there. he's leading them into battle. I mean, some could argue that he's got a knife to his back by his wife. I think and, that's fair And, to say. Uh, you know, a slip here or a slip there could mean a severed spine. I mean, that might be playing on Bryce's mind. I think yeah. it probably is. But he's come too far now to, back, to out. back out. I mean, look, he's going to go down swinging, as well, it Well, he's were. been stood down. Yeah. Well, for now, we'll see. I mean, but like you say, had we known, had we been able to foresee this, you you couldn't write it. You couldn't read about it. Like it's just, it seems so unfathomable that this could even be an issue with what the game has had to overcome. Like once in a hundred year pandemic, (laughs) almost single-handedly cripples the game we all love. And as each Um, Yardstick has passed Milestone has Mm -hmm. passed And we get closer to the 28th I mean it's not even What is it Two weeks on Thursday Yeah Like fuck You can reach out And touch it mate Yeah And then at at the very What We're not quite at the 11th hour But it's it's, We're probably
0: at what The the 8th or the 7th hour It's dusk Yeah at dusk yeah. Bryce
1: arrives with his with his troop of of misfits and yeah.
0: alternate medicine or alternate form of of uh, hippies information is... it's not even hippies i don't even think hippies are that dumb hippies isn't the right word no they're not hippies they're kind of what i feel like they are
1: is like forgotten by society well, no but they're
0: just kind of like dumb they're not super intelligent people it seems look to me it seems like they also, if I can just—well, they've
1: got their blinkers on, mate. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, married to their ideas, S- mate. Tunnel vision. Like, come on. Yes, you've watched a, and I'll admit, sometimes um, quite a compelling, what's the of, compelling YouTube video. Right? I've been
0: compelled by YouTube. You videos. and I have been
1: compelled. Shout out to Zeitgeist, who hasn't been compelled. Tower by... Seven. Mate, Tower 7, that got you, me and you going yeah. back when we we're, we're roasting when a we're couple? When we are on the cones? When we are roasting a this couple. This is cone chat, right? It's sort of, it seems like... But, but the thing about cone chat is you sort of think that it, it lives and exists only in, you know, 2am to 4am when you're at uni yeah. and you've got nothing else to do. That's sort of where That's the where- conspiracy theory sort of lives and persists. Yeah. And to see it now in the mainstream, as yeah. it were... yeah. You know, infecting the minds of the the vulnerable and the weak. Yes. And when you're roasting a couple, you are vulnerable and weak. Oh, very Um, much so. It's surprising to me because, yes, there's compelling YouTube videos, but there's also, guys, compelling videos... That, balance, that counter that, yes. that you're not watching. No. You're only watching one side of it. That's you're not it. watching both sides. That's the problem. Yes, that's compelling, but that's compelling in isolation. And with You've cones. You've got to watch it with everything else and then drop the cones. Like, you can't <laughs> watch one video while you're roasting and expect to know all the secrets of the universe, mate.
0: No. That's going to be tough. It's tough to sort of hang your hat on pure cone. in the Cone, in- cone just, rhetoric cone is rhetoric. not, mate.
1: Like... You want to to base life and death decisions on Cone rhetoric? (laughs) I don't think so, mate. It's a a tough sell for us. What I will say is
0: this as well. I've got no issue if you don't want to get vaccinated. Like, if you don't want the flu shot. I actually don't have a problem. But unfortunately, if the game needs you to to play... there's,
1: there's 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 more at work here. We're not saying that you can't you can have the decision not to get the flu vaccine, right? Because the general flu isn't that deadly, right? No. Like if you said to me, I don't want to get polio vaccination. I'd be like, you're a And in doing so, you spread your rhetoric and, you know, and infect other people with yes. kind rhetoric and more and more people say no to the polio vaccine, then polio comes back. Then we've got a problem. Then we've got a problem. Same thing happening with measles, yes. right? But if you're just talking about the flu, I'm I I'm okay with I'm it. I'm cool with that. But there's bigger there's a bigger picture that you're ignoring. Yes. There's a bigger picture, right? And that's the survival of the game. Now, I thought Bryce loved the game.
0: I was under the impression that Bryce loved the game of rugby
1: I thought he loved the game. Bryce uh, had, would have hundreds of vaccines in him, maybe not hundreds, but... He's had a lifetime of vaccines. He's had a lifetime of vaccine, and he's still with us and he's still kicking goals and he's still getting paid handsomely to play rugby league. Mm. Now, all the game's asking of him is to make one small sacrifice, put another vaccine on top of the, the many he's already got. yes. So that we can get rugby league back and the club survive, and the game that is dear to all of us
0: continues to thrive and prosper. Now, I again, too much to ask. I don't think the NRL needs to put in some fucking rule of like (coughs) moving forward, all players must have the flu shot. But in the in the time of a pandemic where flus can make it, you know, where where the flu is the second worst fucking thing you can get in flu season. And they're just saying, listen, for this year, the government directive, so we can come back, just have the flu shots, or you're not playing.
1: Because what they would have said was, when they went to the government, right, when PVL went to the government, when he's lobbying people in dark corners and he's making moves and he's getting things done, and he's getting things done, they would have been like, we need to see a very fucking strict biosecurity protocol and plan. And when you talk to experts, they would have gone, look, it's not 100% absolutely necessary, but. If you want to sell this to the powers that be, putting the flu vaccine in there's going to make it look squeakier. That's it. It's cleaner. Gonna, yeah,
0: yeah. It's 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 uh, not going to leak.
1: It's yeah. You, you the, watertight. It's watertight, punters and gibblers. Like it's Titanic could have done with more watertight doors, That's right? It. Had it had them. She'd still be floating. She'd still be with us. You could go and visit it now. Yeah. She'd be with us. Yeah. But she's lost because it wasn't watertight. It wasn't watertight. Okay? Now,
0: I tell you where the. Where I guess maybe the NRL can be forgiven is that I think even the NRL who oversee uh, an organisation of rugby league players can sometimes forget that rugby league players are a different
1: breed. Different breed, mate. It shocks me that they forget.
0: Yes, it does. But these things happen. What uh, – I think it was Kent – Paul Kent, or someone was saying, is that they went to the government and they said, "All right, they'll all get flu shots." Then they got that signed off on by the government. Then they went back to the NRL or back to the players, and then someone from the NRL changed that clause to say. they don't, it's not compulsory to have a flu shot. They just got to sign a waiver to say that they won't play. And then the NRL, uh, then the government's like, ah, uh, nah, bro, that's not what we signed off on. You've changed this fucking
1: thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly. And now Anastasia Palaszczuk has come out being like, you not playing. No. Because in a, as a, a government, again, puns and dribblers, you've got to understand, a government in pandemic times who want the game to come back, but they need to be seen to be doing everything in the best interest of the people. Yes. Okay? That's why you're getting forced to do it. Now, if you don't get your child vaccinated, there are some daycares that go, in the best interest of the the whole group of children, we won't allow you to come. Now, you can choose not to get vaccinated. You don't have to come to preschool. That's fine. That's what's happening here. Yeah. You don't have to get it, but you're not playing. You're not playing Because it's league. a pandemic. And we've got to fuck across our T's and dot our R's. But the problem that we're
0: facing with these people, Eddie, with these anti-vaxxers, who I think driven largely by the WAGs that, you know, uh, sit in the shadows, or actually they don't. They want to be famous. Um, that uh, they think the pandemic's fake.
1: See, they call it a sham. But exactly. But that's where you get to when you roast up. Yeah, that's that's when it's roasting rhetoric, mate. (laughs) It is like, okay, they want to control us. Don't you think they've already fucking got us by the balls, mate? With taxes out the ass and fucking credit card fees of twenty percent just to borrow a bit of coin, like. You know what I mean? They can shut me down. Yeah. They're all listening to your What do you mean? Do you, you know just... how you travel overseas? You've got to get a passport. you got to be yeah. vetted, mate. They've got you by the balls in every <laughs> fucking way, which way they want, mate. You know? You You're not that free, bro. You can't just do whatever the fuck you <laughs> no, want. You know what I mean? What do
0: you think they're going to change? Like, I follow now, well, we've been blocked by a bunch of anti-vaxxer mums on Instagram, on the Hello Sport account, because, you know, we'll leave a couple of comments that are just sort of trolling or, you know, well, we're asking questions, but, you know, they maybe don't like it. Um, but so I'll follow them on my, just my personal account and they seem to talk like they think they are on the front line of what is an impending revolution.
1: They think they're like, they've awoken from
0: like something and they're leading the revolution. They're like, stand up now. Now's the time to do this. We've got to change the
1: world for our kids. But what platform are they using to preach this? Instagram? Like you want to talk about control, mate? Like they know fucking every single itty bit about you and mate. they own all the content. They, they own, own your whole data mate. They've got every fucker. <laughs> they listen to your fucking phone calls. Yeah. They look at your images on your phone like and you <laughs> what you're worried about control but you're allowing them to control. Like it, what are you talking about? The
0: the the, the whole like
1: th- But define control. What are you what what as in they're going to be able to like tell you what to do?
0: Well, or like they're giving you vaccines that make you sick. And then with 5G they think it creates but coronavirus. To what
1: end? To what end do they? Why, why would they want to make you sick, mate? If control. You were, but that. What are you talking about? They
0: already control everything.
1: Mate, Everything's control. But do you, boy? Just stop for one second and do a little bit of research, bit of dioring, mate. Until recently, like you go back two hundred years, it was like some staggering amount of people died violent deaths. Like the life expectancy of people was like thirty years old, mm. mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what are you talking? Go back there if you want, bruh.
0: That's fine. That's
1: fine, mate. If you wanna live like that. If you wanna die at 35, what are you talking about? Look at the look at life expectancies, mate.
0: We're fucking flying. We're
1: flying. We've mate. never
0: been older. We've never been older
1: and healthier. And mate, I give you the right tip. Being super old doesn't look that fun. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Go into do. a fucking retirement home, mate, and tell me they're having a the time of their life, dude. I've no, seen a couple. We of can th- we keep people alive for too long. So do we now. do
0: actually. We should start killing people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's some kind of rhetoric for you.
0: We're letting people get too old in this place. Well, I mean, there is a little bit of that. If I can get, if I can roast one here on on camp, on mic, is that like we should start <laughs> euthanizing people and like ethically. <laughs> People can just roast up with your punters, and dribblers. Sometimes people are too old, too sick, and like
1: it's, it's illegal
0: a... for for you to kill them or for them to kill themselves. Mate, I tell
1: you what, it it is a tremendous strain on the healthcare system now. And where <laughs> it's not exactly my point. <laughs> no, but I'm saying no, but I'm just saying, like you know, where well, these people can't even look. We're getting a bit roasty here. Well, all I'm I mean, saying is let's roast. Like yeah, I'll, people living as late as they do now is. Hmm. And this can become super aligned on the healthcare system, right? Yes. Like people can't feed themselves or yeah. bath themselves and shit just out of old age sometimes, yes. right? You're talking about euthanizing, if they want it, ethical euthanization, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but but that's already a strain, right? Why would you infect young, healthy people just to to make, make it, it a, a bigger a strain? It doesn't no, make
0: sense. It doesn't make sense.
1: And- the idea that there's these crummy old men that sit around and fucking pour nice bloody whiskies and smoke cigars and plot the downfall of the weak and the vulnerable and the common man, why? <laughs> so anyway, so Peter Valandis, I don't think when he took the job on, he, he knew he knew... How many the,
0: cones were but being But the, the,
1: the biggest foe may not be the pandemic itself, but no. it may be... From within. Cone rhetoric.
0: Yeah, cone rhetoric. The roasting. Funnily enough, you know, we seem to have been able to flatten the curve of COVID, but the curve is well and truly spiking in terms of the virality of dumb ideas.
1: Oh mate, dumb ideas, it's it's exponential growth yeah. and it's frightening. It's t-
0: that is not being flattened right now. That is at an all time high. Mm. And what else is funny is that like <clears throat> Cartwright's misso, who I again, uh, thought it was apt to compare the anti vaxxer movement to uh Anne Frank's plight. Oh god. The young Jewish girl who lived in an attic as she was trying to avoid extermination.
1: And was subsequently Exterminated.
0: She's no longer with us. Anne. To
1: to try and tack your wagon onto that
0: to bring Anne into this. Oh, I'm right. That's the last disrespect that, you, that you, Anne. You can't ended. go
1: lower than that.
0: No. Well, it just. But again, I just think it's it's that is the crystallization of someone that is stupid, right?
1: Yeah. it's going. Oh, you're a fucking idiot. Oh, this anti-vaxxer movement, like us being told to get vaccinated, which has no effect on my life. I'm going to compare to the plight of the Jews. In to World the plight of the Jews.
0: I'm sorry. I, will, I don't think that you're trying to be like super insensitive. Yes, you are being insensitive, but because you're stupid, not because <laughs> you're an insensitive, not because you're trying to no, be she's No, she's,
1: she's not, not trying, to... trying to be like
0: a shock jock. no, no. She's no. just
1: dumb. No.
0: What is going on here? Like, what are you doing? What is the end game for you? Is it?
1: You're, You're stoned. Trying You're stoned to, again, dude. Right?
0: You've, are you are you roasting up again? <laughs> it's unbelievable.
1: Poor old Anne Frank. She'd be turning in a grave, mate. <laughs> seriously, seriously though, she's going. What? How have I been dragged, dragged into this? <laughs> into the into the NRL restart? This was <laughs> not
0: why I wrote the. You know, my diaries to be yeah. one day dragged into an NRL anti-vax <laughs> debate. Fucking, <laughs> you know.
1: About whether or not I should get the flu vaccine. No,
0: exactly. Eighty years after the fact. <laughs> oh my god!
1: It's just, but you know what it is, punters and dribblers. As we start to to come down back to the normalcy, normalcy, normalcy. Oh, what's the or normalcy? normality, normality. Thank you. Uh, it's just, it's just further evidence that it is the greatest game of all, oh, it's the and best that game it, ever. and that it's it it is become. Part of the fabric, it's part of the furniture of society now. You know, NRL, it's one and the other, yes. Whereas, scaredy cat AFL, they don't know where they are, they don't know they're left, right, up, or down. We
0: might come back in July. Oh my god, Gil, you are
1: just the biggest scaredy cat. (laughs) You are, I've never seen a bigger scaredy cat. Do you reckon
0: Gil, when he stands at the trough for a piss, has his pants all the way down around his ankles? No, he's a a stall, he's a stall guy. No, I reckon he's, but I reckon he's like a preschooler, whether he's at the trough or in the stall. I guarantee, pants are around his ankles.
1: I guarantee you. He's a stall guy. But do you
0: remember kids when you'd like Yes, of course I when do. when they would f- like it was like you're too old to have your your your, your pants around your ankles now, mate. Mm. Like you just pull it out and piss. I feel yep. like Gil, scaredy cat, he stall wears, guy, he pants wears, around the ankles. He
1: wears flap hats. He wears you know, what? Flap hats.
0: Oh yeah, the flap hat. Yeah, like I'm time. pro
1: we're pro sun safety here. But Absolutely. You, put a bucket on.
0: Put it yeah, put a bucket on. Don't flap hat it. I mean you're too old, Gil. You're meant <laughs> to be running a fucking National sport here.
1: No, you're, you're an idiot. A
0: billion-dollar organization. You
1: were saying that apparently AFL's got another scandal?
0: Oh, so this is... Now, if you're talking hullabaloo, Eddie, <laughs> and the era of hullabaloo, Joel Selwood, I believe, Dior, because... That sounds about right. At this stage, no one remembers anything about AFL, but Joel Selwood, everyone's in ISO, TikTok, you know, everyone's doing them, not us, won't be, but everyone's trying to be, like, funny on TikTok. And Joel and his missus are at home, locked down, isolation, all that jazz. And he got his bucket, like his mop bucket with water in it, And he, him and his misso and he, he's holding his wife upside down and he's dipping her long hair into the bucket and then mopping the ground with it like it's a fucking laugh. She's laughing, everyone's laughing. Now, can you imagine how that might offend people?
1: Well, I can imagine that people would draw very long bows, Tom. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, like he's now since deleted it because he's been shamed so hard for it because people are saying that this only reinforces domestic violence stereotypes, uh, like, female stereotypes and domestic violence
1: narratives. How is that? How is that? How is that? How, how does, is that married, loving it, does, couple does, having a she, laugh? But, but, like, to imply that she wasn't playing her part, she <laughs> was more than happy to go, i tell you why... She was getting dipped, not him, because she wouldn't have been able she to. She can't dip him. lift him up. He's a
0: hundred and eight kilo fucking AFL player. Like, I and mean, she's got long hair.
1: Is that really like? Are we still there where we're reinforcing stereotypes? Like, oh, I'm the cleaner in the house. Me and Ella, yeah. I clean. I yeah. clean. I'm, I love cleaning. I'm fucking good at it. There you go. But like, if someone said... Steph's the handyman. but if someone saw me, well, I'm not a handyman. If someone, if, if someone saw me being like, oh, Ella, what's for dinner tonight? They, they could be some circles sort of being like, oh, that's fucking. That's disgusting that you yeah. still get your wife to cook. It's like no, 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 no. She cooks because she's better at yeah, it. Than me. We've wiped out. I clean. I clean. Here. That's yeah. the balance. But you've ignored. You didn't even ask. If no, I no, planning. no.
0: You just assume that it's because she's one. You're actually being sexist because you're trying to adhere to these fucking things.
1: Yes, yes. Joel Selwood was dipping his wife's head in a bucket and mopping her But maybe he vacuums. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Maybe he's yeah. on the fucking maybe vacuum. She turns, maybe he's on the Dyson. But maybe
0: mate. she turns him into a vacuum at another exactly. time. Exactly. You know what I mean? Maybe she puts him. You just haven't seen maybe footage she's of it. Sexually? Maybe she sort of you know treats him as a sexual object, gets him cooking in an apron and nothing else.
1: Maybe she walks him around the house on a lead. In a dog collar. No one. Fucking you don't know. Spank
0: his ass
1: for a laugh.
0: He wants to do it. <laughs> yeah, he's into it. He, he said loves yes. It. But this bloody hullabaloo, dude, where he's had to delete it, pedestrian of all places. Is anyone surprised at that that no. fucking shithole of a of a publication on, uh, you know, online has written something? Some chicks written it being like, "This is just so not okay, Joel Selwood." Blah blah blah. Like,
1: fuck you. Now. But why didn't she? Why didn't she? uh, Why didn't she say as well? Bring the wife into it. Like she should have addressed her too, who was part of the gag. Well, that's not just—it's not Joel's gag. The
0: the wife should be equally as complicit in this. If (laughs) she—if there's something wrong with it, then the wife, as a woman, is doing something wrong. Yes. Which it just looks like they're just having a fucking great time.
1: I thought it was a good gag. It's like, oh, that's funny. It's people, it mate. It's people fucking having a giggle, especially in COVID isolation times, mate. Isn't laughter the best medicine? I've heard that,
0: Eddie. That's what I heard. That's why we're getting millions and millions of downloads every day. Because laughter is
1: the best medicine. That's why I look so youthful.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's why I'm, this skin is maybe a little red and psoriasisy at times, <laughs> punters, dribblers, but. But tight. it would be far worse. It'd be even worse. It'd be far Imagine worse. Imagine if I wasn't laughing every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'd look like, you know, late, or I mean, so the very early stages, Benjamin Button.
1: Why are the punters and the dribblers so healthy and virile? Yeah.
0: Because they're giggling nonstop. That's right. That has a lot to do with the punters and dribblers page as well, which I would encourage every P&D worth their salt to join. It is the fastest growing social platform oh, it's on the planet. Oh, it's growing. It's good to see. Very good to see. Some some PVL memes actually have been popping up today, which I was um, uh, thrilled to memes,
1: see. Memes on the P's and ds page are probably the best on the internet. Yeah. Uh, <sighs>
0: That's unquestionable. That's
1: unquestionable. Like we said, laughter the best medicine. So if you're feeling a bit run down, jump on there. Look, have just, we have any of the punters and dribblers had COVID? I don't know. Ps and ds
0: reach out if you've had COVID or someone you know has. And did laughter get you through? Did laughter get you through? Did laughter heal you? Now, if I can roast a little here, <laughs> has anyone at the NRL or the you know the, the government looked into Hello Sport potentially being a cure for coronavirus?
1: Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make assumptions, but evidence is strong.
0: I haven't seen one P or D.
1: If we, if I took the anti-vaxer uh, train of thought, and I looked at it as it is, I'd go. No one I know that listens to the podcast has had it. So, by extension, <laughs> that was a good one.
0: That was a good one.
1: Well done, mate. <coughs> you still got it. Robert. By extension. I think we were on to something.
0: But um, look, just Back to, to the an- <laughs> Oh, fuck. Back to the anti-vaxxer thing. Just quickly. Because this also is impacting our great club in the Manly Seagulls. We've got Dill of Dylan Walker fame. Adam Fenua Blake, scariest man in rugby league, bar none, by a country mile. And then Marty Tapau. They were all anti-vaxxers. Now, Marty has since had his because Marty was like, oh, I just get really fucking sick off the flu shot. So that's why I was saying I won't have it. But, you know, now that I've seen the hullabaloo it's caused, yeah, give me the fucking thing. Don't know about Adam Fenua, Blake's scariest man in the game, but I do know that Dylan has very much jumped onto the anti-vax uh, pro-choice, they want to call it. And it's like, yeah, dude, we're all pro-choice, you just, we're also pro you're not playing if you fucking, uh, if you want to do that. But, Dylan, now concerning from us because Dylan is a, you know, he's one of the better players in the Manly side, but is he causing more trouble than he's worth at Manly? <laughs> like, is it like, listen, bro, like, well, again. But, got- I, but
1: I, I like him at six, Tom. That's the problem.
0: Yeah, I like him at six as well. But, like, he just, there's a lot of dramas with Dill. And I'm like, you're good, dude, but are you good enough for me to to start yeah. bending over backwards for Look, you. Look, he
1: he has he has brought trouble through the door. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shy away <laughs> no, from that fact. You know I mean? uh, trouble follows Dylan. He yes. does when he's on his when he's on his A game. He's a tremendous footballer. But yeah. we've said it before and we'll say it again, Tom. If you're not going to get on the train,
0: get off the train
1: to the moon. Well, not the train, the, the rocket <laughs> the to rocket the moon. Sh- yeah. Then you're not coming. No, that's fine. That's cool. You won't. You're not a space traveler. You're not. A, you're, you're not cut from the right cloth, mate. You're not cut from the right cloth. But, yeah, Dylan, look, you're running out of of chances. Uh, You're on your third strike. Yeah, you might be. You might be. You might be, bro. And I just
0: don't think we need... Just get the fucking shot, bro. Or or don't play. That'll really suck because we'd like you. But...
1: Stop making it about you as well, bro. This is about Manly. Yeah. And our return to the summit of the sport, which is another ring in another decade consecutively. Yeah. Deal.
0: Deal. But, anyway, I think that's... But shout out to St. Peter... Well, on that, there's, a, there's, there's reports going around that St. Peter is basically, he's like, he said, he said something to this effect where it was like, as a young immigrant kid growing up in southwestern Sydney or wherever he's from, Dior, that one as well, uh, rugby league gave me everything. I love the game. I watched the game, live for the game. He's like, if I can get this game back up and running, I will have repaid my debt to rugby league
1: and I'll, I'll be out. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. So he's going to come in and leave? That is biblical stuff. Yeah, dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's giving his only son his life to rugby league and then he's out. Off. Yeah. See you later. Thank you. I got... I did... Because for Peter, for St. Peter... All of this is just about repayment. I'd be I'd be surprised if he's even getting paid for this. Week. He, wouldn't be he, he wouldn't, wouldn't be. he
1: wouldn't be on anything. And if he is, he's donating it. He's
0: donating it all back into the game. Grassroots yes. probably. Yes. Yes. He's like, oh, I'm done.
1: So is he going to stay to the end of the season? Is that what he's saying? He's
0: like, I just need to get this thing back up and running. There's apparently a TV deal that's going to be coming in. A new broadcast deal. Rugby union can't even fucking get anything sorted. PVL, mid-pandemic, might have a new seven-year $2 billion deal, I think. $2.7 oh billion deal. God, he's good. Yeah. He's yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck, dude? Could you imagine? And then he's like, all right, I've done it. Rugby league's back. Greatest game
1: of all. Secured its future. Secured its future. I mean, he's, he's slashing. I think he's slashing fifty, 50 million mil. at headquarters. Cutting, trimming the fat. Yeah, yeah, the but, yeah. But he knows fat when he sees it. and He, he trims, and he's prepared to trim. Yeah, Tim with had Tom it, He's had to trim fat. Yeah, yeah.
0: Has to trim fat. Will trim fat.
1: Yeah. Oh God, this is getting this is getting more and more like a biblical tale, like another chapter to yeah. the Bible. Almost. Do you know what I mean? Yes.
0: The third. The but, third testament. The third testament. The third testament. Old testament New Testament. Third testament.
1: Yeah, I'm Third Testament I'm I mean, happy with. I'm
0: happy to go with the Third Testament.
1: And there's only one disciple.
0: It's St. Peter, Peter of the
1: grandson of God, son of Christ.
0: Yes. <laughs> That's what it is. The Third Testament, St. Peter of grandson of God, son of Christ.
1: Look, if punters and dribblers want to start writing chapters and putting them onto the Facebook page, punters and dribblers,
0: then we're happy for you to do that. It's not a direct... Not
1: too long. Not too long.
0: Well, you know what? If it's,
1: it's, Unless it's good.
0: No, as long as you want.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go off go feel. Off go off
0: field. If you've got the...
1: Channel God and, and, and,
0: and Christ and St. Peter. If they're speaking through you and you're a vessel for their for their message, then fucking go for it. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't, then you don't. And that's fine too. Uh, so the UFC, Eddie, was back yesterday. Dana White, PVL, cut from the same cloth. Some actually make the, the claim that Dana is St. Peter's son. The great great grandson, or the great grandson of Christ, Oh uh, God,
1: un- unsubstantiated
0: unsubstantiated claims. Dana, grandson of Christ, great grandson of God, son of Saint Peter, <laughs> but Dana got the UFC back up and running with one of the fucking cards of the century.
1: Unbelievable! It was it was the best way for me to spend my Sunday late afternoon. So I tried to get lunch going early, Tom. That was and, a smart
0: move. For but me, I
1: realised. So. That The card started at 12, not two, which just threw all the plans out the window, all the fucking plans. And I thought, fuck, dear God, what do I do? So I bought the fight. I'm prepared to par with 55 bucks for sport when I haven't had any for that long. Yeah. And I thought, I remembered we'd done it in the past. We'd just paused it and just let it ride. So I turned off my screensaver. I turned off like the display never goes off. They're like, that's not good for your computer. I'm like, I don't care. Just keep it as it is, and yeah. I would keep I'd like during lunch I'd go in and press spacebar and it'd play and I'm like okay cool okay, we're on, we're we're on good. here we're, we're on good. here because you can't take any chances. No, you can't. Then I sit down and I plug it in, and we're like literally two minutes into the first fight, and it just pauses, and I was like holy shit, what's happened here? Oh my God. Oh no. Cause like on main event and shit, like you can't rewind no, it. You gotta you watch can't. it. You gotta wait for it to come back yeah, around the which horn. It's fucking ridiculous. Which is outrageous. But shout out to the UFC and the 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 point is that they Fight put the – FightPass com. They put the they put the, the end user, the consumer first, Tom. Yep. So I just got up another tab while I tried to load the other one and I just thought, can I actually just watch this from the start? Sure as shit, there it was. Started from the start, seamless, perfect cuts off to them, they run a seamless product and it's worth the fifty five it.
0: They're very good at what they do. I was back and forth through the so they had the prelims on KO Mm. and that was like getting the day all ready for Mother's Day. So I'm like in the kitchen doing all the preparing. So that worked well for me because I was like prepping. I can go and just get everything prepped and I can have it on. I can watch all the prelim fights and they were pretty good. Um and then once the main card started, I was fucked because that was when everyone was around. I couldn't really do anything. And at one point, Evie was... That's my daughter for the punters and dribblers who are uninitiated. She was being a little shit, not going to sleep. So I've gone into my room and I... Into her room and I'm sort of... I'm trying to rock her to sleep and I'm like, it's taking a while. So I'm like, fuck, I got like... I'm in here for a bit. Let's just fucking watch some fights. So I've gone and I was, I just, look, I was streaming it illegally, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I wasn't actually going to buy it. I was like, I'm not going to watch this. I'll just see replays on Fox and whatever. But I was like, shit, let's just get something up. And you know when you're illegally streaming something, we've all done it, shouldn't do it, apologies. When you do, like, there's all these weird links and things that pop up and, like, you know, it. you, you got to close, like... you got to close all these other pop-ups. yeah. And, yeah. So I didn't realize that I'd forgotten that I was playing music off my phone via Bluetooth to like the speakers in the living room, and something that I clicked on, the like the basically I clicked on it and it goes to another page. You then got to go back to the main page and it'll be playing, right? Yes. And so the thing it went to was a lady pulling her asshole open and farting. And
1: went, oh my god! <laughs> so what?
0: So this like. <sighs> And I didn't know. I thought it was silent. And then, like, I've clicked back in. And I was hearing in the other room, like, what the fuck's going on there? And I still don't think anything of it. And then I go back and I'm watching the fight. And I'm like, God, oh, this is really good. Like, it's, si- it's not- I was getting ready to turn it down. So I didn't wake Evie up. But it was immediately silent. So I'm like, this is fucking great. Then I just hear them all in the uh, step in the other room going, stop watching UFC in there and put our daughter to sleep. And I'm like, how <laughs> in the fuck does she know what I'm doing? And then I just keep going. And then she's like, and she's like bro. The UFC's playing. So, like, everyone's in the living room there and like, Dominic Cruz has just been kneed in the head. And I'm like, oh, shit. Whoops. So, I got caught out. But anyway. Oh, mate. Um, uh, the main fights, really, for me that to talk about were... Did you end up
1: watching Gaethje? Yeah, dude.
0: Yeah. I watched it. I watched the full fight later on yeah, last yeah. night. But so, is was Francis Ngannou, the scariest man to ever walk the earth.
1: No one's scarier. For the, the the punter and the dribbler don't know, Cameroonian, he was working in the salt mines when he was like 12 or yeah, 11 yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, he, his old,
0: And his old man was like a famous brawler in Cameroon. Was
1: he a refugee in Paris or he just emigrated there? Uh,
0: I'm not sure, but he was homeless for like six years or three years or something.
1: Unbelievable. Scariest man on the planet bar none. Yeah. Huge. Heavyweight fighter.
0: Um, he basically has just been on a tear. I don't think he's had one fight go like beyond the first round.
1: Mate, he was he, he who was he fighting?
0: He was fighting uh his name is uh Rosenstruck is his last name. I don't know his first name, but this guy Rosenstruck's like a former professional kickboxer. Shitloads more fights than Francis.
1: He'd never lost.
0: Uh I don't know if that's he had in the UFC he'd never lost. Yeah. Yeah, well that's not surprising. He was a, he's a beast. But still, like on the come up, whereas Francis is up around the top two or three in the he's world. He's two. In,
1: he's two. Anyway,
0: this guy called out Francis in Ghanu. He was like, Yeah, I want to fight him. It's like, no one's calling him out. No one, none of the top guys are all like, Fuck that noise. This guy's punches are just like knocking people's heads off. And then, as per program, 20 seconds it took for Francis to knock it He's like, out. now he gets it. Now yeah, he yeah. now he's... And he yeah. had like, a vicious knockout. The guy but was it, but the th- Yeah, but it was vicious,
1: but he, he missed with his first, he missed with his second, he missed with his third, he got him with the fourth, and he, and just he dropped out cold. It's like, bruh, if you got hit with the first one, with the sledgehammer... Yeah. I honestly so don't think men... A man could survive
0: well, that. it's the only one that survived it, but I mean, it's considered like almost the worst knockout ever was Overeem, Alistair Overeem. Where oh, he's like, the uppercut, yeah, where his head like got snapped back and he was like convulsing on the ground, which isn't cool, no, but it's the knockout was cool. Everything before the convulsions on the ground was sick, yeah, yeah, it was sick, but it was like he was stiff for like five minutes. It was like it was it, Francis is just a different beast, but also in the knockout, I was listening to people talk about it today, and like I'm not a technical. We aren't X's and O's no, here, no, no. but like you watch the replay, he's not throwing punches like a technical fighter. He is just swinging wild. No, 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 that's what
1: I'm saying. He's, he's swinging, he's from the hip. Like, it's, it's chaos. It's not, it's
0: not technical. He's just, he's just like,
1: he's just like, I'm going to swamp ya, and if one of these land, it's over. That's yeah. my game. I plan. have
0: the power that I just need to touch you. It's just Once, a gift. That's all it is. So I'm going to swing wildly, and then I'm going to. If I touch you, you go to sleep. You're done. So he did that. That was to- uh, that was horrifying. Dominic Cruz against uh against Henry Cejudo. That was the title fight. Dominic former champion Cejudo won and then retired. It did seem like a late
1: uh, an early stoppage a little bit sort of. Sort of is like fair. Sort, sort of, of sort bro. Of. I I wasn't that pissed off with I it to be honest. I was pissed off with it. Dominic was like, "Look, I was getting back to my feet." That was the Heck, thing where I thought it And was... I'm like, "Okay, sure, but you were getting pumped." 15 16 unanswered strikes like he at was what getting point up
0: to his feet but it, That's the only thing I know I but, like, but at what oh. point
1: it's like uh it's hard you know It is hard
0: it's a title fight though you know like fuck man do you just let him do you let him get up it was still early in the fight yeah, But it's but it's hard damage. for a ref
1: though cuz then you know if he goes for too long and he gets absolutely pumped then he looks like a sickos. Yes sadist for letting yes, it go that long go. Like, you know.
0: Dominic Cruz and I don't know if he said it like tongue in cheek or but he was pissed off but he was like he oh was he was just, furious no but he said that in the post fight like at some point since the fights happened that he was like he could smell alcohol on the ref's breath alcohol oh, and cigarettes oh really yeah and I'm like is that legit or is that him just being a
1: salty fucker I think up? that's being salty don't you well it, I mean it's surely they get tested mate they don't the, the refs don't get tested for at any, all no, for nothing no really no well, maybe I'm wrong.
0: That's like, that's the, I mean, you could be wrong, but I mean, it could. It sounds like a salty thing to say.
1: Sounds salty as hell. Because if,
0: if you really did, then you would be wanting to lodge a fucking legit complaint immediately, wouldn't you?
1: I think so. I think that's salty rhetoric.
0: I think it might be salty rhetoric. And then we
1: go to the big time. Ferguson Gaethje, Uh Holy shit. Wow.
0: I uh, Justin will was. Humble brag here, but I did tip Justin
1: Gaethje. It's in writing. It is in writing. I will confirm for the punter and the dribbler who doubt Tom. And my authenticity. But, mate, Ferguson, like, just couldn't get into the yard. No, no. And
0: couldn't Gagey, into it. the only reason I tipped him was because, you know, listening to some of the experts who weren't necessarily tipping Gagey, but they were talking about how Tony is prepared to get hit to hit. Like, he's prepared to take damage. Mm. And Justin Gagey, when you look at all of his fights, just knocks people dead. Like, when he knocks everyone out, essentially, who he fights. Um... And, I mean, Tony just... Showed that he has like a sickening chin. He's got
1: he's got one of the most sickening chins I've ever seen. The punishment he took trying to get in was brutal. Justin, like so brutal was to the point amazing. Like, he didn't know where he was when that ref stopped the that fight. That final like, sequence he was like that was kind of shit. scary to oh, see. Oh yeah, yeah, it was frightening. He
0: just got jabbed and it was like he's shaking his head like, yeah, 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 like yeah, what yeah, do yeah. I do? What's happening here? And you're like, like
1: trying to like what? Where am yeah, I? Like, it was it was troubling. And the issues you've had in the past, this isn't setting you up well at all. Exactly. Right?
0: This isn't a good. Thing to see here, so but you
1: know what? Of course, Ferguson lost though because we we'll just never get the Khabib no, we'll Ferguson never final. Well, we'll now
0: never get we get Gagey Khabib, though, which, which I'm, I'm actually ha- yeah. I'm actually equally happy with. So, fuck, Gagey landed 143 of 197 significant strike attempts, a 72% connection rate.
1: That's accuracy. That's outrageous, and it showed Ferguson was a mess.
0: Absolute mess, but significant
1: strikes. Like, like, he got pumped for five rounds.
0: Imagine getting hit in the fucking head that many times and that hard and still being there. Like, the just the idea of that is fucking terrifying.
1: Terrifying, mate. Truly terrifying. I didn't mind, Tom, the fact there was no crowd. At times, I was like, oh, you could do with the crowd, but it wasn't too bad. That fight with crowd would have been...
0: Unreal, Biblical. It It would have been been fucking ridiculous.
1: Like, it wasn't as annoying as I thought it would be, but it also certainly wasn't ideal. No,
0: it wasn't. I don't know why they don't just play fucking crowd effects. I mean, that's pure... I reckon they would
1: have tested it. And it just would have been... And it would have been... I reckon, yeah.
0: They didn't have the commentators sitting next to each other, which was shit.
1: I know. Which was weird. It's like everyone's been tested, right? What are we
0: doing? Let's just let this thing ride now, surely. Um, But anyway... Good stuff.
1: Good stuff. Geji, Gagey, kabib
0: Gagey Khabib. and it could actually be even. Like people are saying that could be an even.
1: Well, fight. before we go, one more fight yeah. story, Tom. Oh, okay. Obviously, scariest man on the planet still, in my opinion, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Iron Mike. Shout out. He's like fifty-three. Three. Yep. Dior. He's back hitting the pads. Yeah, looking good too. He's looking real good. Looking good. real good. Looking unfucking believable, in my opinion. Now Never he a said 53-year-old. he said he's prepared to come back.
0: That was surprising. I thought he was always like, you know, I don't want to get back to that headspace that I was as a boxer.
1: Now, whether it's he needs money or, or what it is, I'm not sure. But it's bought you know, the usual suspects out of the woodworks, uh, certainly here at home. Now, you've got to remember, punters and dribblers, that if Mike Tyson says he wants to fight again, you would have had people on all corners of the globe agreeing to fight him. Yes. But back here, you've got absolute dead shits like Paul Gallant.
0: Well, listen... It's not that you don't. I don't blame the 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 former the 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 wealth of former NRL talent that we have to offer up to Mike Tyson for them being you know. It's insulting. To him. It's insulting. It's the fucking media who at the moment are so bad and in such hot curry they've got nothing to talk about that it became a fucking oh some Australia's top promoter has a million dollars for Mike Tyson if he wants to fight Sonny Bill Williams or Paul Gallen or Barry Horn. It's like.
1: A million dollars, bro. A million dollars. Do you think that even moves the needle? No. Because, mate, Mike Tyson coming back, you're starting at 50, minimum.
0: Yeah, what's my, what's Iron Mike's net worth, you reckon? I know he lost all of it, but he's now got a fucking thriving at, weed just business. Go, just
1: go of career earnings. Well,
0: no, because he lost all that
1: shit. Oh, you're saying what is he worth now? Yeah. Wouldn't be worth that much, I think.
0: Mean. Uh, he'd be worth more than a million dollars to fight Paul Gallen.
1: But why would he? But the point is, a million is so short of the mark. Exactly. Like we're talking about Mike Tyson here, mate.
0: Oh, look, they're saying that it could only be his net worth is uh three million as of yeah. 2020. yeah I don't think he's got
1: much money, but that's not the point. No,
0: I mean $3 ain't bad, but I hear you. Um, but the amount of money he could get for that fight yes. is so far beyond one million dollars. That's what. That's my yes. point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he's not going to come back and fight Paul Gallon because believe it or not, most of the world doesn't know who Paul <laughs> Gallon is. I know it's shocking. I know it's I know it's almost unfathomable
0: for the Australian media to, yeah. to think. Yeah.
1: Like but, how you know, is it that you think he's first in line, Paul Gallon? Or Sonny Bill Williams. I mean really. Or Barry Hall,
0: who have got like between them, you know, like seven professional fights. What else is sort of just like the 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 lack of respect the Australian media has for the Australian public to even write this article with any semblance of truth. Like, I mean, I'm sure they don't have any respect. And it's not about respect. Of course they don't have respect. It's about they're desperate and this is like by any means necessary. I don't think there's any
1: respect There's no respect. They treat you like an idiot. Yeah. By being like, oh yeah, Paul Gallen first in line, million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: million dollars Uh, from Australia's top promoter who no one's fucking heard of.
1: Mate, if Australia's top promoter relies on Anthony Mundine to sell fights, that says a lot about yeah, the promoter. Says, and, and, the, and and Australia. The, and then Australian boxing at large. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Mundine's still probably the biggest pay Draw card
0: in Australian boxing, and he's like... From a pay-per-view f- perspective, yeah. he probably he's is. 44 years old.
1: And he wants to fight again.
0: Yeah. like He's fighting Michael Zarafis, or he was until the COVID came.
1: You know what I mean?
0: Mundine's now jumped on the, the fucking CTER bandwagon. We know that. No, I know, but I mean, like, that's what he's dedicated a lot of his COVID time to. Of course, because he can't fight. He wants to
1: fight again, one more time. Yeah,
0: it, it was Michael Zarafis. He was talking. He about He shouldn't
1: fighting. be allowed. It's sh- like who? It just goes to show that no one who's fucking signing off on that fight.
0: Well, I mean, he's what? Because he's, he's still not that old. He's old,
1: bro. Look, like, but, but he's old, but he's not. But sit 70. down and have a chat with him, mm. mate. He needs money, bro. I'm just saying, like. It's, surely there's some sort of medical diagnosis that goes into like vetting if a fighter is fit or not.
0: Yeah, like fucking what they think of the flu jab. <laughs> that could be something. And anyway.
1: It'd be interesting to see. If, imagine if they said to Anthony, listen, we've got to fight for you. It's against Horn, say, or against a big name, but you got to get the flu shot.
0: Well, that's the same thing, like Bryce. Here no, but like, I'm
1: saying, does I think Anthony? I think Anthony jumps at it. I
0: think the Chock's probably been having flu shots for a very long time. I don't think I think Chock's, you know, anti-flu shot cone rhetoric has come very late in the piece <laughs> after plenty of punches. <laughs> All the best to you, Chock. That's fighting. That's fight sports, bruh. Eddie, very interesting news that came out today, and it was on. Via it was via Shane Watson's cricket podcast called like Talking with the Greats. Dior that I should have written it down, but I didn't, and I make no apologies for that. But he he was chatting with friend of the show Matt Hayden.
1: Yes, friend of the show, you
0: know. And Hados said that what is it? Uh, what what's it? Lessons Learned with the Greats podcast with Shane Watson. Um and Hados said that his career he owes almost all of his success or you know the revival of his career to Tom Cruise and his uh, you know, memorable role in uh The Last Samurai.
1: <laughs> what? Yeah. What do you mean?
0: I should probably just read some quotes here. Read
1: some quotes, mate. You've you've got me on. I've, I've you've your, baited I've me. You've you hooked me.
0: So he's credited Cruz's 2003 blockbuster for helping him achieve his mental focus.
1: That movie was ridiculous. Hey. The Last Samurai was Hayden a white said, guy. Hayden
0: said in a scene where Cruz's character goes down in a one-on-one combat and changed shortly after to clear his mind and thoughts. Let me read that again. In a scene where Cruz's character goes down in a one-on-one combat and challenged shortly after to clear his mind and thoughts, the former Aussie batsman revealed how that moment was a real eye-opener for him. Hayden said that that scene changed my career forever, challenging him to incorporate the mental side and the focus into his own profession. The mental aspects of the game, which transfer over to the physical aspects of the game, there's a stillness and a beauty in, a, in batting, which is a meditation in itself that we all miss, still to this day, that connection purely around having nothing but an empty vessel to work with so that you can absorb and retain information quicker. Because it's all about the reaction time. It's about the early pickup. It's about being really settled in the conditions. It's about being confident and personally satisfied. He's, get, are, he's getting all this. These are really difficult things, and they're the 101s of meditation. You don't get any of those elements right. Uh, if you don't get any of those elements right, before you know it, your mind starts going in a thousand different directions, often to what it shouldn't be.
1: He's getting all that from one pissy little scene <laughs> with Tom Cruise pretending to be a samurai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, it's the most like. It's it's a it's an easy watch. I'm not saying that Tom's not good in it. I'm not saying it's not an entertaining movie. No, but like to be the premise where a white guy goes back and tries to fight and save the honor and the tradition of the samurai. Is that like, what it is? It, yeah, is it like we need a white guy to yeah, help yeah, us? There's yeah. all this fucking undertones. That there. movie couldn't be made today. You'd have pedestrian no, all over. Yeah, it. you couldn't, mate. Honestly, you wouldn't be able, you wouldn't get it through. But to to draw that that verbal diarrhea from one scene. Now, I'm not going to knock a bloke from where he finds inspiration. No.
0: But like... Imagine if you would seen like Braveheart or something. Exact, Imagine how many runs he would like, uh,
1: That's Like, that's my point. Like, if that's what gets you up and about and out of bed, like, you probably haven't watched any other movies yeah, since you need then. Yeah, you, you could have watched some other movies that got you real stiff. Like, mate, I've seen that movie and that didn't get me stiff as a bull. No, that didn't get you. No, not
0: like not, like... not like I can, I now know what I need to do to play cricket.
1: Yeah. So is there any cricket in the movie? No, I don't think so. Right, so it's not like it's not like t- it's not like Tom Cruise tries to you know fight back with a with a cricket bat. Well,
0: but like there's no, I don't know if there was a Japanese cricket culture back then in well, the samurai days that that could have been in the movie. So this is purely samurai. It's samurai based, based. content.
1: It's samurai based content. I've never and seen then, it. And then the samurais end up losing because they come up against. Uh, Machine guns.
0: Which, in Which cricket make... parlance, is a quick bowler, I'm yeah.
1: assuming. Sure. Sure. Maybe. And... Maybe that's what it is. But except Tom gets mowed down in the end and dies.
0: So, I mean, where does what does Hados feel about that? I don't know. How did that fucking... Well,
1: he's, he he doesn't go to the end of the movie no. where his hero, Tom Cruise, Maybe is you dead. Maybe he stopped watching it. He must have He must, have stopped he must have,
0: You know what you know what's happened? He's walked into the room when it was playing. He
1: he was someone said listen have you heard of these things called movies he said oh, no I've never heard of them and he put on the movie and he was watching he was so transfixed so taken by cuz the acting's pretty good and it's his first movie he's ever watched. <laughs> And he gets to that bit and he goes, "This is it. This Holy is my inspiration." Shit. And he pauses it there and never goes back. Goes in the
0: backyard, picks up the bat, picks up
1: the willow, and just bats his ass off and becomes a great Matt Hayden that we all know and love. Greatest opener of all time. But there's no way Tommy finished that movie. No. There's no way because otherwise because Tom gets mowed to death.
0: The okay, end. no spoiler alerts, Ponis Dribblers. If you haven't seen it, like me, I won't be watching it. But so what? Uh, a machine gun comes in, shoots Tom. Who is essentially the 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 batsman of the hate
1: that but he's the last surviving samurai. Everyone else has been mowed down, but Tom takes the most Tom's the last samurai. Samurai. Are you serious?
0: I would like, I mean, I guess we've got context for like 2020 vibes, but that just seems like the most It's outrageous. outrageous. It's outrageous. Like, even when we're in 2020 and you've got the rock holding onto a helicopter in one of the fast films right like with a chain I still think that Tom Cruise being the
1: final samurai is
0: more ridiculous <laughs> it's way more ridiculous it's way more ridiculous it's more believable the rock could hold onto a helicopter as it flies Yeah, yeah no, by like, a chain
1: yeah and, and not hang from a punish dribblers as in keep it
0: maintain control yeah. of it yeah. like he's
1: walking a dog <laughs> <laughs> walking the chopper.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know why
1: I went fucking went, Arnold with Arnold that.
0: Arnold, there—that was a mistake. They're
1: both big guys. Yeah, they are big guys. Mate. But I got it wrong. Arnold says chopper. I put my hand up. I got yeah, it wrong. Yeah, you got it wrong. Anyway, but though. as t- to think for a second that Tom was the last samurai, no,
0: or a samurai at all. <laughs> the guy's like four foot tall. He's
1: not a samurai. I will say this: Puns and dribblers, good bounce out movie. Mission Impossible: Fallout. It's now on Netflix. Watch it. It's good fun. Is it? Yeah. I'm not I'm not mad at Tom Cruise. Oh, I'm not mad at Tom Cruise. I'm just saying I think that was a silly movie. Yeah. You didn't write it. You probably did, actually. <laughs> yeah, you might but the I premise think he is probably wrong. got it off the ground. I just think that the last samurai should have been a someone samurai. who was Japanese. Yeah. That's just my feeling.
0: No, that's fair. And maybe he was like I'd even get around if he was like a Japanese guy that, you know, was taken away from his home and
1: he's returned. And right and, and, and
0: raised, raised in Western, in a different, society. In a Western society. And he goes back. back. Yeah. Sure. learns the culture becomes the samurai. But
1: an American a white guy, no. Tom Cruise, bon- no. Top Gun. <laughs> that that guy? Look, you can't fly planes and and be a samurai, bro. Nah.
0: But look, I will say this though indirectly, you know, butterfly flaps it flaps its wings in a hurricane's created the other side of the world, the blood butterfly effect. Tom Cruise inadvertently responsible for the highest test score in Australian history of 380, is that? Is that that's, too long a boat? No, 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 no. We're not,
1: not from what Matt's told us. No. And I'm going to take Matt at his word. Yes,
0: I think we have to on this point because Matt is nothing if not, you know, a man of his word.
1: Well, I think he's earned it, Tom, yes. through a sheer mountain of runs. Yes, for the nation. For the nation.
0: Yeah. We have to take Matt at his word here that basically Tom Cruise
1: is the greatest
0: opener in Australian Test cricket history. I
1: mean, does... Or does, at least the mentor of Does Matt Hayden, like, you know, second highest test score ever, 380, does he need... Does he need a bracket or an asterisk next to it saying Matt Tom Hayden. Tom Cruise played big role?
0: Yeah, yeah, thanks to... Brought to you by Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, proudly
1: presented by... By Tom Cruise.
0: Cruise. Something's got... Something like that. The big barrel-chested Matthew Hayden slash Tom Cruise. punish dribblers, update Haydos' Wikipedia if you can.
1: And I can't just, be fucked, but No, you can. no, no.
0: Just put brackets... Tom Cruise next to every time anything he does is No, mentioned.
1: no, no. Brackets proudly presented. Proudly presented
0: by Tom Cruise. <laughs> Matthew Aydin's test highest test score. Proudly presented by Tom Cruise. Yeah. That'd be great if you could get into that. Yeah,
1: if you could do that. That'd be funny.
0: But that's cool. Shout out. Thank you, Tom, on behalf of the nation yeah, yeah. for for everything.
1: And for Fallout. It's a good movie. Fallout. Mission well, Impossible Fallout.
0: Oh, sorry. Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, I will probably not watch it. Uh, Eddie, look, you and I, we kick Rugby Union when it's down. We kick it when it's up sometimes if it needs to be kicked. But we kick Rugby Union. I've got bruises and broken toes from kicking this fucking thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, need I to wear shin pads now.
0: You know what I mean? Like, it's getting tough. We're booting the fuck out of it. But I'm taking off the boot. I've got my feet nice. And I'm now picking Rugby Union up a little bit here. I'm actually helping them up. Good. I was very pleased to read that there is a chance that Rugby Union... In launching whatever revamped uh, season they're going to try and get off the ground in 2020, Mm. which looks like it might be a national competition of just all the the domestic teams.
1: Plus Western Force. Yes,
0: they're bringing the force back. But before that, they want to do like an NFL combine sort of thing with all of the rugby union teams, uh, like all of the top line talent, just for a bit of a how are you.
1: Just yeah, televise it. No, but just to fucking get some, some good news stories. Some good news. Story, a bit who like can some, bench the most? I yeah. oh,
0: sick. I'd like some good content, right? Like yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. fucking, oh, it's watchable, consumable content that is different to the normal rugby league dross that you're fucking given by, you know, the powers that be. Now, you'll be surprised to note that this apparently – was not driven at all by any of the eleven captains that have recently overthrown uh rugby Australia, but player driven. Good. Yeah.
1: Good. It's a good idea. It's a great man. idea. And I tell you what, I watched the shit out of that.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah. Imagine that. Like Who's quickest... got
1: the best 40-yard dash? Who's got the best vertical leap?
0: Yeah. Uh, like the fittest, you know, you get him doing some one of those like uh, you know, beat uh, test. Beat test.
1: You took the words out of my mouth. If that's not in it, if the beep test isn't in it...
0: Well, then we'll be kicking it again. I'm kicking it. We'll be stomping that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Because that's an opportunity missed. That is an opportunity missed. Mate, as
1: if you wouldn't tune in to watch the best rugby union talent in the country do the beep test.
0: That would be amazing. Rugby Australia... Look, I know that we're on very shaky ground in a relationship sense. You know, it's not breakup stuff, but we're on shaky ground. Please... Please, and to the hosts of Rugby Union Dribblers that listen to this podcast, as well as the professional Rugby Union players that listen to this podcast, shout-out to Billy Meeks, who I think was uh, appreciative of our bald support last week. Uh, (laughs) Please, speak to someone at Rugby Australia, or if it's the players that are pushing this thing, and get a fucking beep test in there. Because not only is it great to watch, but it's going to allow the punters and the dribblers, the fans... To, to compare themselves to these athletes, who, who
1: am I up against? Am I am I a Curtly Bill type operator? Am I a Rob Simmons type operator? Where, 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 do where do I sit? Where do I sit on the scale of of great rugby union talent now? It, if you think that you would look at the NFL combine and go, we'll just do the exact same events, no. it's an opportunity missed. That's you need to put a, you need a sprinkle a bit of Australiana on that, baby. It's got to be
0: Australiana on there. Some barbecue sauce or whatever. What's an Australian condiment, Eddie? Barbecue, as I said it, I realized couldn't be less unique to the country.
1: Tomato sauce. Tomato sauce. A beautiful chutney, mate. Homegrown <laughs> chutneys. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. A beautiful homegrown Australian so chutney, shovey.
0: all over this combine. Lather it up.
1: Yeah. Oh, baby. Don't, and and don't miss any. No. Don't miss a bit because no. you got an opportunity to lather this thing up. Make it look tasty. Make it look edible again. Yeah, exactly. Because for a long time, don't Americanize it. Don't no, no, make
0: it an American Don't do if you do if you do yards. If you do 40 yards, it's got to be like a 50 meter dash. Yes. Or whatever. But don't make. You can it, do 40
1: meters. 40 meter.
0: If you meter. want to do, but do it. As meters. Yes.
1: Yes. And do a hundred kilo bench 100 kilo press. hundred kilo bench.
0: Kilos. You know, your vertical Beep leap.
1: Beep test. I mean, there's a million other things you could throw in. I can't think of them right breath now. Breath
0: hold. Throw in a bit of Hello Sport there. How long can you hold your breath for? Yeah. If you're on the bottom of a ruck. Good stuff.
1: Good honest stuff. Kicking. Who's got the longest boot? Yeah, yeah. It's all good stuff. The longest boot's a good one. Like that. So now you're starting to get somewhere. You've got the Australian chutney all over this kind Yeah, there's
0: so, yeah, some real chutney on this thing.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, and is I'll, chutney
0: an Australian condiment? It is now, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And
1: if, it, if I don't know why it wouldn't be. I haven't had chutney anywhere else. <laughs> no, that's a good point. I don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, where else in the world have you sat down and they've given you a beautiful, beautiful bowl of chutney to do what you want with? Fuck, <laughs> nowhere I've ever been, brother. Nowhere I've ever been. It's all sauces, mate. It's rubbish. <laughs>
0: what is a chutney? What is it?
1: What do you mean? Like,
0: what is it? What's in a chutney? What makes something a chutney as opposed to it just being like a fucking...
1: Well, it's obviously like sauce, but then they put like... Uh, they marinate like different, like, you know... you uh,
0: fucking... You're yeah, not really coming at me with Fruits it.
1: and shit. There's like sultanas in there and like onions and shit like that you know what I mean that's what they put in there it's like fruits they put in you know Uh, I don't know what the term (laughs) is where they like like pickled stuff almost no one knows what
0: a fucking chutney is I defy anyone to tell me what a chutney is
1: that's what it is it's like pickled fruits and shit (laughs) And they put it into a beautiful sauce and it's a, it's a marriage of, of the country of, and the nation of, and our yeah, great right. produce. So it's basically It's just all the great Australian producers rolled into one condiment. Condiment. Perfect. You know, I'm not even going to look and it And it, it goes with anything. Yeah. Goes with chicken, goes with fish, goes yeah, with yeah. beef, goes yeah, yeah, with yeah. lamb, goes it's with the, pork. It's
0: a, it's a utility sort of- Goes um, with
1: condiment. halloumi, goes with fucking tofu, mate.
0: Really? Yes, my granddad used to make chutney.
1: You could have it on a roll, brother. Just chutney on yeah, a roll. You a could chutney it. roll. You could have a chutney roll <laughs> if you're that sort of character.
0: <laughs> if you got, if you, you're a certain type of
1: way, mate. I will give you the hot tip. After a good roast, go go, go make yourself a nice oh, chutney yeah? roll, fresh roll, a fresh roll, fresh chutney roll. Okay,
0: something to think about.
1: Something to think about, indeed. Oh, I think that's rugby union.
0: Yeah, it is Rugby Union. A couple of things before we go. A couple of things here. Uh, we obviously said at the top about the Dribbler podcast. So, again, that'll be out later in the week. We'll do a bit more. Now, we haven't really asked for anyone to reach out for a while. Haven't needed to. COVID times. We like to do our podcast in person. But, you know, this one's a little different. Now, obviously, uh, most of you will remember the fact that we were, you know, friend of the show, Kelly Slater. We uh, we bagged him out because he got Donald Brabin's name wrong. Donald Beatman. I don't want to go back through it. If you don't know, do you all go back and listen to podcasts? I you up Kelly the other day. Kelly is living in Australia. Because we're mates. We're mates with Kelly now. Kel's a friend. Kel's living in Australia currently during these COVID. He's been here times. for like eleven weeks. He's been so. here for ages. I think he he Australia's He came down for hunt. the chutneys. He came for the chutney and the waves and the babes. Chutney, honeys, and and waves. Kel, look, yeah, he's got a he's a he's a he's a big dick. But we would like. He's <laughs> the biggest dick in the in the ocean. I mate. think he's the biggest dick in the ocean. It's blue. It's it's Kel than blue whales in terms of dick size. Mm. But we need Kel to reach out. We're yeah, we gonna do. try get Kel on for a yarn, even if it's via Zoom, Skype, you know, whatever. I've already slid into his DMs, and he knows we're coming for him.
1: Yeah, look, and it's it's we just thought it's about time that we rally rally the punter and the dribbler. Yeah. for another edition of Punter Power. Yeah, see what we can get done. That's now, it. as we said before, the biggest dick in the ocean. He he he's he's bigger than the blue whale, so this is not going to be an easy catch. No, we need it. All hands on deck. Here. Yeah, exactly. You
0: can't, you can't, no single pun or dribbler can wrap their mouth around this.
1: Now, I would say this, I would say this. Now, obviously Kelly a friend of the show, but Kelly a big ego, right? Yes. That's why we're friends now because we bruised his ego with yes, the Beedman we, thing. We, we pissed him off. We pissed him off. So I, I think that the angle here, punters and dribblers, needs to be a massaging yes. a very gentle pulling of Sir Kelly into our grasp. Yeah, let's not be rude. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't him. bag him because it's he's gonna, he's gonna swim further out to sea with that that's rhetoric. That's it. That's it. It needs to be, it needs to be a massaging of the ego. Trying you're the to get greatest. Him to land. You're the greatest. We're the greatest. Two goats, same room. That sort of rhetoric. That's
0: it couple of goats in the same room or on Zoom if you can't come Australians in. Australians
1: absolutely adore you. That's You're the it. fucking man. Sir Donald
0: Biedman, You know, but just all positive things.
1: Positive. Upbeat, positive vibes.
0: And, you know, come on, Kel. Do this one for Australia.
1: Come on, Kelly. Come on. Come on. Yeah.
0: Do this one for the nation of Australia.
1: The nation's hurting and we need you like the nation has taken you in during COVID it is now important that you, Kelly, now give back to the nation. Yeah. We're the voice of the nation. You are the punters and the dribblers of the nation. There's a beautiful synergy. Yeah. Kelly owes us.
0: Kelly owes us. So, Kelly, please reach out. Officially, we know you you listen. We've officially already, you know, this is our official asking of you to reach out.
1: But the punter and the dribbler need to slide into the Now
0: DMs. we need the P and the D to slide into Kelly's DMs. Leave comments on his IG Uh all of the things that you can do, but Kelly does evidently go through his Instagram messages.
1: With a fine-tooth comb. We'll leave it up to the punter, because they usually get it right. They, they, usually get it they right. They
0: usually get it right. I mean, look, Curtly Bill, now a dear friend of the podcast. Dear friend.
1: Dear uh,
0: friend. Angus Crichton. Dear friend. Dear friend. Uh, Drew Mitchell. Dear, dear friend. friend. Uh, Jamie Sauer. Dear friend. Have we got friends? Have friends? we got friends? We got friends everywhere. Bill Harrigan. Friend. Just a really good friend. Brett Finch. Friend. Friend. Brett Finch. Shout out, Finchy. Finchy. Anyway. Kelly Slater, please reach out. That's the new target punter dribblers. Punter power. Respectful punter power, but forceful, respectful punter power. Uh, I think that's it, though, Eddie. I can't think of anything else. Hell of a show, Tom. Look, uh, are we fucking, are we, you know, are we holding up our end of the
1: bargain? Yeah. We are. We're holding up our end. Are we turning up here twice a week? Giving the punter and the dribbler what they want? Yeah. Making sacrifices?
0: Yep. I won't see my daughter today, guys. She's gone to sleep before daddy gets home.
1: Sacrifices. That's a, that's a sacrifice. That's, a, that's his newborn daughter. That's my daughter, you fucks.
0: And I'm letting her go to bed without a kiss from dad so that I can get the essential information out to the P's and D's.
1: Mm-hmm. Chutney. Mm-hmm. Chutney. Condiment of the nation. Condiment of the nation. You two
0: just not talk anymore.